Hey everyone, welcome to the More to Movement podcast, the show about why your movement matters and how to get optimal results through science-backed practical solutions. Today is part three of my top three go-to movement assessments to pinpoint areas of improvement. And today it's all about shoulder rotation. Would you be surprised if I told you that a lack of mobility at the shoulder could be contributing to low back pain or even impacting how we breathe? You better believe it. Let's chat about this and how to assess it so we know how to fix it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the More to Movement podcast, where we break down the science behind movement and provide you with tangible takeaways so you can take charge of your health and fitness and achieve lasting results. If you're ready to optimize your efforts, move with purpose, and invest in your health and performance with confidence and vigor, you've come to the right place. Here's your host, Pete Rowletter. What's up, movers? Welcome back to the show. Okay, if possible, I want you to freeze. Don't move. Whether you are standing or you're sitting right now, doesn't matter, just freeze. And then quickly observe your shoulders and your upper back position. Now, I'm going to guess that most of you have the following position. Shoulders rolled forward, upper back is tight, your head is forward, your chin's probably slightly down, and you're slightly slumped forward. Be honest, did I get it? The truth is most of us have acquired this position. And I could list all the things that contribute to that, but if I had to pick two, it would be one, sitting too much, and number two, looking at our phones all day. Big surprise, right? Especially when the average adult spends 11 to 12 hours a day in front of a device. You heard me right, 11 to 12 hours. This is one of those things I mentioned when I talked about the movement mindset and some questions should be popping up. Are we aware of our daily habits? Are we mindful of what we're doing, how we're moving, and what's impacting our movement quality? Now, I get we have work to do. We have to be in front of these devices in today's age, but we still should be aware of our movement and what we're doing that impacts it. When we think about the shoulders, we got to think more than just the deltoids. The shoulders encompass all the muscles that influence the glenohumeral and scapulothoracic joints, which includes most of the upper torso's muscles. So needless to say, dysfunction here is typically not localized to just one muscle, but to the dynamic malalignment of over and underactive tissues in that entire system. The shoulders play a huge role in force transfer through the body, Uh, which improves efficiency from the upper body to the lower body and back again. Don't think so? Try this. Try running without moving your arms. If you try it, you'll notice that you have some excessive rotation at the trunk and it's actually really hard to maintain balance. That's because the arm drive at the shoulder contributes to a diagonal stretch to the tissue of the body. It's termed the elastic support mechanism, and this relationship allows force to transfer up and down the body, and it distributes forces throughout the body, preventing a concentrated area of force. If we have dysfunction at the shoulder, we limit that efficiency, and it sets us up for poor movement outcomes or even possibly injury. Think back to that posture exercise I just had you do. If your shoulders are rolled forward, your mass distribution of that tissue shifts anteriorly or to the front, which puts undue stress on the middle and lower back tissues, and it forces them to work harder to maintain balanced tension. 
If that's occurring, you can bet that you have some back pain or discomfort. And further, that anterior shift puts more pressure on the anterior thorax, therefore putting more pressure on your diaphragm. More pressure on your diaphragm will lead to more shallow chest breathing as opposed to that deep diaphragmatic breathing. So who'd have thought that all this dysfunction could come from just the shoulders? There's so much more to this. I could talk all day about the shoulders, and I will talk more about the shoulders in future episodes. But for now, I'm going to focus on the fundamental movements that can provide you a significant amount of information about the mobility and state of the tissues of your shoulder. The first part of this assessment is what I had you start with, and that's your static posture. What I'd like you to do is stand in front of a mirror and turn to one side. Don't fix how you stand, just stand normally and take a quick look at your reflection. Many of you will have the posture that I stated earlier and the main thing you're looking for is a rounded upper back and your shoulders coming forward. This is immediately indicative of dysfunction. What you hope to have is a stacked image. What that means is your ears are in line with your shoulders and your shoulders are in line with your hips. Just observing your static posture will already give you tons of insight into your tissue state. But let's take it a step further and let's follow it up with a basic assessment that takes a look at our internal and external rotation capability. That test is called the shoulder rotation wall mobility test. And like I just stated, what we're looking for is the ability for that shoulder to internally and externally rotate. So why is that important? It helps confirm for us the tissues that are over or under active that are contributing to our dysfunction. And then it also gives us insight into the force potential as well as functional ability through the shoulder girdle. Because if we have poor internal and external range of motion, we know that it compromises the integrity of the shoulder joint. And if we have a compromised shoulder, we definitely have a decreased ability for optimizing our movement. We see a decline in our performance, but also it sets us up for potential injury. Now, just a final reminder that I will have graphics of this assessment on the show notes page at moretomovement.com forward slash episode 13. One more time, that's moretomovement.com forward slash episode 13. And another reminder that I'll have a correction sheet sheet of all the common muscles that need to be addressed based on what discrepancy you notice. I've said it over the last couple episodes, but I put together a little cheat sheet uh, where it has graphics of all the discrepancies we've talked about, and then it lets you know what muscles you need to work on to improve that. It's got everything you need, so that's why I call it my little correction cheat sheet. And that is found in my vault at mortemovement.com. If that's something you want, remember, sign up on the website and you gain access to the vault. And the vault has more than that. It also has expert tips and resources for those of you that want to enhance your movement journey. So come check it out. It's all free. Uh, just go to mortemovement.com, uh, sign up for the vault, and then you can have access to all those resources. All right, let's jump into this assessment. First, find a wall and place your head, your upper back, your glutes, and your heels up against the wall. Now, abduct your shoulders and flex your elbows, meaning that you lift your arms sideways so that the back of your arms are up against the wall. Your elbows are bent and the forearms are pointed out away from the wall. In other words, parallel to the ground. So visualize yourself as a letter T. Now, 
rotate your shoulders up and back, which is external rotation. So the back of your hands move up as if you're aiming to put them up against the wall. Then return to the start. Then rotate your shoulders down, which is internal rotation. So the palms of your hands are aiming to touch the wall now. Really simple. It's a really simple assessment, but the goal for both of these movements is to try to touch the wall or at least be within two to three inches of the wall. Now you also have to be aware that the rest of your body needs to stay put. This is a very easy one to cheat on. If your shoulders shrug or if your elbows drop down or they move up or if you excessively arch your back to touch the wall, that's indicative of dysfunction. This is one of those things you got to pay close attention to because it's really easy to let those elbows drop just a bit or that back to arch just a little bit. All of those are compensations. You got to be aware of those. So stay strict and make sure you stay put as you're rotating those shoulders, both internally and externally. Now, if you have trouble bringing the back of your hand toward the wall or externally rotating means your internal rotators are overactive because they don't have that extensibility to go through that full range of motion. So some muscles that you can focus on would be your pectoralis major and your latissimus dorsi. Yeah, your lats, the big muscles of the back. They actually insert on the anterior aspect of the humerus, so the upper arm bone, and they are actually an internal rotator as well. So when those are tight, they can cause issues with the shoulder, specifically when you're trying to externally rotate the shoulder. The same goes for the opposite direction. If you have trouble bringing the palm of your hand down towards the wall, remember that's internal rotation, then your external rotators are overactive. So some muscles to focus on could be the posterior deltoids and the infraspinatus of the rotator cuff. A couple there to check out. Now, you've heard me say overactive, underactive, and releasing tissue quite a bit, and I didn't define it purposefully. Now, if I would have just said to you, uh, foam roll, most of you probably would have said, oh, I do that. I got that, Pete. But you know me, and just because you're doing something doesn't necessarily mean it's effective or efficient. And the truth is, there's a lot of myths out there regarding self-tissue release and mobility techniques. And further, many really don't actually know what they're doing and why they're doing it. If you know what you're tapping into and how to do it properly, you can yield precise tissue responses, which will lead to better outcomes. There's more to tissue release and mobility than just laying down on a foam roller. Now, I'm going to chat about this and discuss it properly in a future episode. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to love that episode. Now, there are a ton of assessments you can do. But the three that I just covered over the last three episodes will address a majority of yours your clients, or your patient's movement issues. doesn't get all of them, but it hits a majority of them. Now, I know I end most of my episodes with tangible takeaways, but to be honest with you, these past three episodes were really tangible takeaways in and of themselves because in them I've given you a sequence of movements to help you identify the things that are causing discomfort and preventing you from reaching your optimal fitness and performance levels. So what I'm going to do instead is give you a little bit of insight as a bonus. It's great to identify movement issues, and it will definitely start to improve your movement efficiency. However, 
What will make a bigger impact is if you can determine the tissues that are the primary culprits. So for example, if you feel tightness in your lower back during the overhead squat assessment, what you're recognizing is that those muscles are compromised. But what muscle or muscles are really causing the problems? Could it be the big muscles of the back, like the erector spinae? Or could it be the deeper tissues, like the quadratus lumborum or the multifidi? Could it be due to a position of the hips caused by supporting or opposing muscles, like the hip flexor or adductor complexes? This is a bit more advanced, but for you professionals out there, or for any of y'all that like to nerd out on this stuff, I encourage you to dive into the mechanics of movement. That way you can do continual follow-up assessments to pinpoint the issues and continually evolve your mobility techniques so that you can enhance your movement. So using that example above, maybe I do a squat without the arms overhead. See what kind of response my body gives me. Then maybe I do that squat with a heel lift. Was there any change? Did I notice anything different to that pattern? Then perhaps a single leg squat. And I'm doing all of these things to observe the patterns and to look for commonalities or changes in the patterns. This helps you identify specific tissues that may be causing the problems. And let me just tell you, there is some trial and error to this, but it does allow you to be efficient with your strategies. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And you start to pinpoint those discrepancies much quicker. I would love to see and hear how these things are going for you. If you have questions about your movement, send me a message or better yet, send me a picture or a small clip of your assessment and I'd be happy to give you some feedback. You can reach out to me at pete at moremovement.com via email or you can post it to Instagram. You can post a video to Instagram or a photo to Instagram with these assessments and then tag me in it so that I can comment on it. And I'm on Instagram at pete.rolletter, P-E-T-E dot R-O-H-L-E-D-E-R. Love to hear from you. Love to see how this is working out for you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Take care of yourselves and remember, wherever you are, keep moving. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of More to Movement with your host, Pete Rolletter. If you enjoyed the show, please visit moretomovement.com where you can find this episode's show notes along with more episodes and articles to empower you on your journey.